Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches through God's Word. saving us. But then Peter goes on to explain in the second half of the verse, I'm not talking about water baptism. I'm talking about what what Jesus does, the resurrection of Christ, that the washing of your conscience before it's an inner work of the spirit. Baptism represents a couple of things for us. In the Bible, one of the first things that Jesus asks us to do after salvation is to make a public declaration of faith by participating in water baptism. In today's message, Pastor Robert will explain how there are a few different kind of baptisms and how Jesus works within us to make us more like him. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of Acts chapter 15. As he continues his message, U-Turns. Another ploy that the enemy tries to use, he'll question the validity of a person's salvation on the basis of when they go to church. I get letters all the time. And... And it'll be this condemning, you know, you can't possibly be real Christians. You're all going to hell, and you're going to an especially hot corner of hell because you're teaching people that they should go to church on Sunday and not on Saturday. You should all be going to church on Saturday. You can't, you can't be real Christians if you're going to church on Sunday. Or baptism. They make baptism the issue. And they'll, they'll question the validity of a person's salvation on the basis of the words that were used when they were baptized. Now, this, I've seen this one cause so much damage. And they'll come with, this is usually the way the question comes. So, when you were baptized, how did they baptize you? What did the pastor say? Because if he didn't say it just right, if, if, if he baptized you using the wrong wording, well, then you're not saved at all. And the idea there is that baptism is a part of the process of your regeneration by Christ. It's, it's an essential part of your salvation. So, you know, if, 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 if he didn't say the right thing or if he didn't dunk you all the way under, if he didn't do that part right, you know, if he just sprinkled you or, you know, your head was half underwater, well, then you're not fully saved. Baptism doesn't save anybody. 
any more than circumcision does or church attendance. Well, well then, well, then why, why do we do it? Why do we get baptized? Well, again, we don't throw out the ritual when we come to understand that it doesn't save us. It still serves a purpose. Jesus told us that we should be baptized, and we love him, and we trust him, so we follow his instructions. But, but wait, Pastor. I mean, 1 Peter 3.21 says that baptism does save us. Well, I'm glad you brought that up. Thank you. We're going to look at it. 1 Peter 3.21. And we're not going to look at the whole passage. I would encourage you to read the whole chapter later because it's pointing us back to Noah and how God saved Noah through the flood of his wrath. And it says there's also an antitype which now saves us. Baptism. Not the removal of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So yes, it talks about baptism saving us, but then Peter goes on to explain in the second half of the verse, I'm not talking about water baptism, I'm talking about what what Jesus does, the resurrection of Christ, the, the washing of your conscience before, it's an inner work of the Spirit. Baptism represents a couple of things for us. It's extremely similar. It's almost identical in one way to circumcision. Listen, again, Paul addressed it in passing with the Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 14. He says, I thank God that I baptized none of you except Crispus and Gaius, lest anyone should say that I baptized in my own name. In other words, he didn't want to be accused of gathering a following for himself. That wasn't what he was about. And he goes on. He says, yes, I also baptized the household of Stephanas. Besides, I don't know whether I baptized any other. For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel. Not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of no effect. You see, Paul actually thanks God that he didn't baptize a whole bunch of people, just a, just a little handful there in Corinth. Now think about that. He says, Jesus didn't send me to baptize people. He sent me to share the gospel. So if baptism is, is actually an essential part of salvation, well then Paul was being blasphemous right there, which tells us it's definitely not an essential part of salvation. So how exactly does one get saved? Well, the Philippian jailer asked Paul precisely that question. We're going to look at that one in more detail when we get to chapter 16. But let me just quickly tell you about it. You see, Paul and Silas, this is a different journey now. Paul and Silas go out, the second missionary journey of Paul. And in Philippi, they get arrested, they get beaten, and they get thrown illegally beaten and thrown into prison. But in, in the night, God sends an earthquake, and it shakes everything. It miraculously opens up not only the prison doors, but their chains as well. So this Philippian jailer, scared to death, sure that everybody had escaped, comes running down. He's going to commit suicide because he knows the Romans are going to crucify me if all of my prisoners are gone. And So Paul stops him and says, we're all here. And then in Acts 16.30, says the, concerning the jailer, says he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? So they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. You and your household. 
Now listen, the, the, the jailer and his family were baptized afterward, but Paul didn't tell him he had to be baptized in order to be saved. He said, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you'll be saved, you and your whole family. Lesson number two, salvation is an unearned, undeserved gift from God to those who turn in faith and put their faith in Jesus. See, that's the second U-turn that I referred to earlier. When a person stops living life governed by their own intellect, their own appetites, their own emotions, governed by their humanity, they turn from that and they completely surrender themselves to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. They say, okay, I, I want you to be in charge. God, I want you to be the God of my life. I, I, want, I want you to... to to take over. And that person begins living a life that's guided and governed by the Holy Spirit who was sent by Jesus to help us and to make us alive spiritually. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. The Bible says it this way. He says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It's the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. So the Bible tells us very clearly salvation is a gift. If it's a gift, it's not earned. Because if you earn something, it's owed to you, which is what the Bible says concerning Abraham. Even Abraham wasn't saved by that covenant. He was saved by grace through faith. Romans chapter 4, verse 3. What does the Scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. His belief. Now, to him who works, the wages are not counted as grace, but as debt. And God doesn't owe us anything, folks. God doesn't owe us anything. We don't deserve anything. But he loves us. And, and he loves us with a, with a perfect love, a powerful love. And so he gives generously in spite of the fact that we don't deserve it. His love is the main thing. His love is the main thing. We're so glad you tuned in today for Pastor Robert's message in the book of Acts. If you'd like to hear today's teaching again, or learn more about Main Thing Radio, visit our website at mainthingradio.com. Before our time with you is through for the day, we'd like to take a moment and ask you to consider partnering with us here at Main Thing Radio. Would you commit to praying for us each time you tune in? As we continue to produce programs to spread the good news of the gospel, we know the enemy won't be happy. We'd appreciate your prayers for protection and guidance in all we do. Would you also pray for your fellow listeners too, that each one would allow Jesus to speak truth into their heart? We have one more way you can support us in what we're doing here at Main Thing Radio, and David's here with the details. We all know it's vitally important to support the local church, a place we call home. But it's also very important to support missionaries. Have you ever considered that Main Thing Radio is missionary work? It is. We need your support to continue to share God's Word over the airwaves. Please 
prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. For more information, visit MainThingRadio.com and click on the Donate button. Thanks, David. And thank you for joining us today. Tune in next time for another look at the Book of Acts right here on Main Thing Radio.